Glory to Jesus Christ. Today we commemorate um, St. Anthony the Great. So I was going to talk a little bit about St. Anthony today. Um, If you're not familiar with St. Anthony the Great, I urge you to become familiar with him. Um, There's a, the the life we have about him, the the writing, the written life, is by St. Athanasius um, of Alexandria. So uh, who himself is a great uh, father of the church. So this is like a double whammy of spiritual goodness. It's about St. Anthony the Great, written by St. Athanasius. Um, and so I urge you to, to find that and, and read that if you can. Um, but just uh, sketching out his life real quick, he was born in 251. Um, he, his family was fairly well off. They had a fairly big estate. Um, and his family was Christian, so he grew up a Christian. Um, as a young man, his, his parents died when he was about 18 or 20, and he was left in charge of the estate and his young sister. Um, and St. Athanasius tells us that, that one day he was kind of pondering and, and recalling and thinking about the scriptures and thinking about how the apostles gave up everything to follow Jesus. And then later in Acts, the Christians would sell all their possessions and lay the money at the feet of the apostles for the use for the whole community and for the distribution to the poor. So he was thinking about these things on his way to church. He goes to church and he goes in and the gospel reading that day has this verse. If you would be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And in the words of St. Athanasius, immediately... Anthony left and started selling everything he had. Something about that verse just pierced right to his heart. He'd been contemplating it, and then it pierced right to his heart, and he did it. But not all the way. Not that first week, anyway, apparently. He's kept a little back, because his sister was still young, and he wanted to be able to take care of her, and he was worried that she, you know, she would have a hard time if he didn't do something like that. So this week he's selling his things and distributing to the poor and he goes to church the next week and the next gospel includes the verse where our Lord says, do not worry about tomorrow. And so then Anthony goes, oh, (laughs) yeah, I got to sell everything. Everything means everything. So he does. And he makes some arrangements for his his young sister to be taken care of uh, with a group of, of, we'll call them nuns. Uh, They weren't called that then, but that's essentially what they were. Um, and so then he goes and lives out in the, at the edge of town. There, was, there were people already kind of starting to live like an ascetic life, like really fasting and praying all the time and, and living on the edge of town, just outside of town. Um, and so he did this. And he went around. He, he met with the other people doing this as well. And he took from each one what he saw that they were doing best. So this one, he saw, had an eagerness for prayer. And so Anthony kind of took that characteristic as his own. And this one, he saw, had freedom from anger. was never angry. So he took that. So that's that's excellent. I'll do that. And from this one over here, he saw they had a deep concern for their neighbors. He said, that's what I'll do too. And this one had a a strong uh, eagerness for studying 
for learning for the spiritual study. And so he, he took that on as well. And this other one had a, had a, uh, a gift for fasting. And he said, I'll, I'll do that too. And so he takes the best of all of these people around him and then endeavors in his own discipline to try and incorporate all of those things together. And apparently he does it pretty well. Um, he starts to, people start to recognize him and, and, and see him as this, um, they call him the Holy Brother or the Holy Father out on the edge of town. Um, through the course of his life, he, um, he actually engaged in some pretty intense spiritual warfare. And when I say that, St. Athanasius describes it as if he were literally boxing and fighting and wrestling with demons. Um, People would come and visit him and they would hear breaking of furniture and, and like scuffling behind the door and they, what's going on in there? And it was him wrestling with the demons. Um, what's interesting is with Anthony, when he describes this, we have, we have a nice long uh, teaching in the middle of this life that's written about him. This nice long teaching about uh, mostly about how, how to fight demons. So if you want to know how to fight demons, this is a good book to read. But the, the really, it seems to me that a lot of it boils down to is you, you have to remind them that they're powerless. If you believe they're powerless, and then you remind them that they're powerless, they're powerless. So Anthony does that over and over again. Now, he, he, they also are able to physically attack him, but... Um, they have no power ultimately over his soul. Um, so anyway, he continues his life this way. And there are several episodes where he has these long struggles with demons. One of them, um, when he's about 35 or so, he goes out further, out away from town, past the tombs. Um, and he finds this old fortress that he um, kind of bricks back up and, and moves into. And he lives there for 20 years. And he doesn't let anybody see him. His, his friends and disciples will bring him supplies, but he doesn't let anybody see him. Um, but they hear the battle constantly when they visit him. They hear the battle. Um, and finally he comes out, and he's been in this, locked up in this fortress for, you know, 20 years. And he comes out, and St. Athanasius tells us he looks like he hasn't aged a day. He's healthy. He's not emaciated from being all, you know, hidden in this in this building and he's not all fat from being not doing anything he just glows with this holiness he hasn't aged at all from there he goes on even further into what's called the inner mountain is what it's called in, in St. Athanasius and um, I mean this is there's still there's a, a, a place where we could go and visit where this where, where St. Anthony was um, there are still monks there so um, Ultimately, he lived just over 100 years. Um, so all of these great things about him, why, why do we remember him? Well, he did all these great things, first of all. But, but even more so, in writing about him, St. Athanasius gives us then this pattern of life that others were doing at the same time. Um, there were other people following a similar pattern, both over closer to Jerusalem and Palestine, there were people starting to do this. Even in Egypt, where Anthony was, there were people starting to do this. But he was kind of the, the, the big all-star of this movement. Um, disciples flocked to him come to come to see him. 
Um, there are stories of him healing and, and being able to um, warn people about dangers to come and things like that. Um, but St. Athanasius writes about him in such a way that he gives us this, this pattern of holiness um, that, again, I urge you to read it because it works, it reads on several levels. You can read it just as the story of Anthony. But then when you start to dig into even just one little theme or one little lesson you find in there, you'll realize that it just kind of unfolds uh, like, a, like a piece of origami or something. It just keeps unfolding and getting bigger. Today, <laughs> I want to try and point out two things from St. Anthony that we can take, take home with us and, and try and apply in our own lives. Um, the first one is kind of obvious, and it's maybe the most, I think, famous thing about him, if you will, besides being like the great and the first, one of the first monks. Like this part of his story that most people have heard of is this part where he goes into church and he hears the scripture, um, uh, if you would be perfect, sell all that you have, distribute to the poor, come and follow me. And immediately goes and does it, right? Um, I would suggest that Anthony had prepared himself, or the Lord had prepared Anthony, to hear that verse in exactly that way. Athanasius tells us that he had been already pondering what this meant, that the apostles gave up everything, that the early Christians in the book of Acts sold everything they had. He'd already been pondering this, so he was prepared. And when he came to the reading of the gospel and heard that, it just pierced right to his heart, and he knew it was specifically for him to apply in that specific way. So before anyone goes out and sells everything that you have, if that's the way that you hear the scripture, because we heard this verse today, if that's the way you hear the scripture, by all means, talk to Father first. Uh, get a blessing to do that, but, but go do it, right? But more importantly, I think the lesson we can take is when Christ tells you to do something, do it now. The gospel is filled with commandments. These aren't polite suggestions. The Christian life is about doing the commandments. Anthony gives us a great example of that. He was so eager to do it, he just rushed right out and, and started doing it. <clears throat> Love your neighbor. There's a good one, right? It's a commandment. It's not a strong suggestion. Pray. Give alms. These are not polite, you might want us. These are the commandments that Christ says, if you love me, do my commandments. Excuse me. So Anthony heard this commandment and he acted. He didn't, again, sometimes we like to hear the commandments and then step back and think about how we can apply them to our lives and we end up thinking and not doing. I, I do that. That's kind of where I get stuck a lot of times. Is I think about, that's a really good idea. I should do that. One of these days, I'll do that. Right? I'll start loving my neighbors. Um, that's, that's not what the gospel teaches. And that's not what St. Anthony shows us. Go do it. The life in Christ is a life of activity. Even for the, if you will, the... the um, all-star monk of all time who kind of started the whole thing, Anthony the Great, we think of monks as the living these quiet, contemplative lives. He was doing. Right? He started his whole thing by doing it. Um, he wrestled with demons. He 
was uh, seeing people, helping people, uh, healing people. He was doing these things. So the life in Christ consists of doing the commandments. The second thing I want to point to in Anthony is something that doesn't necessarily come out um, just in me retelling his story, um, but is very, it's woven throughout the, the text itself of his story. Um, and I want to read just a little bit from it. Um, and it's in that, I mentioned that there was this nice long teaching that he gives, kind of in the middle of the book, and it, it's right at the beginning of that. Um, he says, If we so live as people dying daily, we will not commit sin. As we rise daily, let us suppose that we shall not survive till evening. And again, as we prepare for sleep, let us consider that we shall not awaken. If we think this way, and in this way live daily, we will not sin, nor will we covet anything, crave anything, nor bear a grudge against anyone, nor lay up treasures on earth. But as people who anticipate dying each day, we shall be free of possessions and shall forgive all things to all people. He has this theme in his life of being absolutely present in that moment. When he first goes out on this path and he goes to the edge of the town, he makes a conscious decision not to have in his memory his life before, or his family, or his friends. He's going to live just in this moment. Now we learn from St. Athanasius that his friends are still around, and they come and see him, so clearly he doesn't forsake them. But he doesn't cling to the memories of the past. He lets them go so that he can live in the now. Furthermore, he doesn't try and anticipate or worry, as the verse told him, about tomorrow. I mean, he starts, again, starts his life in this way by just giving away everything and not worrying about tomorrow. Um, through, there are several episodes in his life where something is about to change or something's about to occur, and St. Anthony just kind of, in faith, takes the step to follow whatever, whatever the next change is and, and is, is given, uh, shown the path or given the right way to go or given... Uh, the answer to, to what he needs. Because he's living every moment, every day like that. Um, how can we do this? We have cares in the world, right? I, you know, in a sense, it, this is very tricky for us. This is hard. I have bills to pay. You have bills to pay. I assume we all have bills to pay. So how do we not worry about tomorrow and still keep the lights on and our families fed? Um, I think the key to this is to consider our, uh, our baptism, which we had a baptism yesterday, and we've just passed theophany, the baptism of our Lord, so it's timely that Anthony fits right in here. Um, in our baptism, we were set free. We've been set free because we've been united to Christ's death and resurrection, and then by our chrismation, we have participated in Pentecost and been filled with the Holy Spirit. So this has set us free from death and sin. Which ultimately means that we don't have to fear tomorrow. We can take care of tomorrow. We have, if you will, pastoral obligations to our families. Absolutely. But we don't have to fear tomorrow. We shouldn't fear yesterday because it's gone. 
And if there's sin there, confess it and forget it. It's gone. God forgets it. It's gone. And don't worry about tomorrow. Don't fear tomorrow. Because it's not here yet and really there's nothing ultimately that you can do to change tomorrow anyway. St. Anthony gives us a guide of what it means to truly live the life in Christ. Even, I think, for, for those of us who are not going to go out and live in a fortress in the desert. There are parts of his life, there are examples he gives, teachings he gives that show us how to follow the commandments with eagerness, with joy, and how to live daily, how to live in the very moment that we find ourselves. So let us remember that we are free and to live our lives daily and not worry about tomorrow or relying on yesterday's good deeds or fearful of yesterday's troubles. Through the prayers of St. Anthony, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.